Hello, my lovelies, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Listening Closely with me, your host, Bobby. Here I talk all things true crime, paranormal, dark history, conspiracy, cryptozoology, dark history, extraterrestrial, urban legends, and the unexplained phenomenon right here in the Lone Star State. If you haven't already, make sure you're following me on all my social medias to get extra tidbits such as articles and photos related to the topics I discuss, as well as updates and special featurettes like Missing Mondays. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of them are at HTT. Listen closely. Also, make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite streaming provider to be updated when new episodes are released. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave me those five stars and a review. Last week, we talked about the life and death of Port Arthur native rock star Janis Joplin. And this week, we're going to continue talking about her as well as others in this classic urban legend known famously as the 27 Club. If you're unfamiliar with the 27 Club, it is an urban legend that popular musicians, artists, and actors die at the age of 27 with statistically high frequency. The term gained notoriety in 1994 when famous musician Kurt Cobain was found dead. Rock fans then started to connect the dots to other musicians and quickly pointed out four other musicians who all tragically died in the 1970s. The majority of the 27 Club has been musicians, but has recently expanded to include also actors and artists. Now on this episode, we will be looking at a few of those people, mainly famous musicians and their tragic, untimely deaths and how they would eventually become part of the infamous 27 Club. One of the first known members of the 27 Club would be all the way back in 1938, a one Mr. Robert Johnson, who passed away due to a strychnine poisoning and pneumonia. Robert Johnson's life and death is one of a urban legend in of its own, as some believe that Robert Johnson actually made a deal with the devil in order to become one of the most influential blues players of his time. The 1969 death of Rolling Stones member Brian Jones would be questioned by both band members and fans alike. The official cause of death? Drowning due to drug and alcohol abuse. In 1970, Canned Heat band member Alan Wilson was found with his hands crossed over his chest and there was a bottle of barbiturates by his side. Officially given an accidental overdose of barbiturates, some believe that Wilson actually committed suicide. Also in 1970, we had the loss of Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Hendrix would overdose on a sleeping medication, while Janis Joplin would accidentally overdose on heroin. The following year, 1971, saw the death of The Doors' lead vocalist, Jim Morrison. Now, his cause of death is widely disputed because there was no autopsy and no official cause of death given. The deaths of Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison would reinforce the idea that they had all been special and that they were all linked and ultimately fated to die at the age of 27. And again, this weird coincidence did not really get footing until 1994 with the death of Kurt Cobain, whose official cause of death would be suicide by gunshot with high levels of heroin and diazepam in his system. But like the others of the past, 
it has also been questioned. While many in the 27 Club have had strange circumstances in their particular tragic deaths, not everyone has. In fact, many can be attributed to the abuse of alcohol and narcotics. For example, in 1973, Grateful Dead fan member Ronald McKernan would die of a gastrointernal hemorrhage due to alcohol. Two years later, in 1975, the Stooges' founding base, Dave Alexander, would pass away due to a pulmonary edema due to excessive drinking. Other 27 club members include Pete Ham, Jonathan Brandis, Anton Yelchin, Amy Winehouse, Kristen F., Jesse Belvin, and more. Although the claim of a statistically high death rate of famous musicians, artists, and actors at the age of 27 has been repeatedly disproven by research, it continues to remain a cultural phenomenon documenting the deaths of celebrities and noting many with circumstantial or questionable causes of death. There have been many theories and speculations about the causes of such early deaths and their possible connections, but statistical studies have failed to find any unusual pattern. However, in 2011, a BMJ study noted that young adults in the spotlight have a higher death rate than the general young adult population, concluding fame may increase the risk of death among musicians, artists, and actors alike, but this risk is not limited to the age of 27. And if you ask me, I would have to agree with that study. Time and time again, we see celebrities spiraling out due to the enormous amount of pressure that they face being in the public eye almost 24-7. The scrutiny that they face every single day causes an enormous amount of pressure. If you think about what all they are scrutinized about, honestly, I mean, the way they walk, the way they dress, the way they talk, who they are in relationships with, who they are fighting with, it all just boils down to a whole lot of pressure and they must maintain the look of look at my life and how easy it is when in reality they face just as much as the general public does however they do so with more money and resources obviously and I know many people will say well they have money so they should be fine well like the saying always goes money doesn't buy happiness and it definitely doesn't buy you everything so while many of these people do have an enormous amount of money they still are having to deal with personal issues such as you know difficulties within their family structures or again the public scrutiny they face on the daily basis including any marital or infidelity problems is out there in the open so they have no sense of privacy again many will probably say well you can't feel too bad for them because they are celebrities and they've pretty much put themselves in this position and they have all that money i should not feel sorry for them in a way I do agree. They are put on this pedestal and, you know, when things happen, it's poor me. You know, they they live that drama and they just, you know, kind of embrace it. And sometimes it's no more than just a public stunt to get them back in the public eye and get the attention brought onto them. 
However, some of these people are living with personal demons within them that have always been there. And the fact that they have money definitely doesn't help. If we look at, for example, Janis Joplin, at a very young age, while she did grow up in a normal environment with her family, she was mocked in school for being the more artsy, free-spirited type. And there's no real telling what exactly was going on inside her head or, you know, what she was actually feeling. And so many others go through that same exact situation. We as a society are finally starting to open up and talk freely about depression and how it affects not just the poor or not just those who faced some sort of tragedy, but it honestly affects every single person. It affects the rich, it affects the famous, it affects the poor, it affects every ethnicity, it affects everybody. So when you have these different demons or social obligations and you have the means to get your hands on illegal substances in which to help numb those feelings, even if temporarily, you do what you can. That's why many of these that are in the 27 Club are all accidental because they weren't trying to kill themselves per se. They were trying to numb themselves. Now, what they were numbing themselves to could have been depression. It could have been anxiety or stress or a number of things that was going on. But for the most part, they were doing just that. They were trying to numb themselves. And that's where we get the accidental overdoses or accidental drownings or car crashes due to alcohol and drugs. And I want to take this time and this episode to tell everybody it is okay to have depression. It is okay to have anxiety and stress and all these different demons that we face internally that we may not want others to know about. It is completely okay to have that. Many, many people suffer with these things every single day. And unfortunately, as a society, we still, we are opening up more into talking about those things, but we're still not there yet. We need to make an effort to talk about these things. Make it socially acceptable to talk about your depression, to talk about your anxiety, to just talk. That is the main thing that we need to do right now is just to talk. If you have anxiety or depression or stress or anything that you think I don't want to burden anybody else on, you need to find that one person you can talk to. Don't just turn to the quick fix. Don't turn to the alcohol. Don't turn to the drugs. Don't turn to self-harming or any of that sorts. We don't need that. And if you think, well, my life doesn't matter or if I was gone, nobody would miss me, you're absolutely wrong. There is somebody out there that would miss you. There is people that would hurt knowing that I could have helped you. I could have stopped you. I could have done something, but instead that person chose to find their fix another way and that was ultimately their undoing. You are not alone and that's the main thing that I want this episode to end on is you are not alone. There are others out there who might be feeling what you're feeling. They may not be going through the exact same thing that you're going through, but there are people out there that understand and there are people out there that love you. 
And if you can't find that person that can kind of help you and someone that you trust to talk to, there are a number of websites and hotlines that you can reach out to and you can talk to complete strangers because sometimes it is easier to talk to complete strangers than it is to talk to those that love you and you may not want to be judged or you may be feeling like you're judged by those that love you. So sometimes it is easier to talk to complete strangers on the phone or on the internet and that's okay as long as you continue to talk and I know this episode was about an urban legend and about those that have passed away at the age of 27, but if you look into the details, and I do want y'all to research the 27 Club because it is an interesting one, it is also a very, very tragic club to be associated with, and if you get down to the meat and potatoes of this urban legend, It is exactly, as I said, a tragedy due to the demons that people face. So that's just where I want to leave it for this episode. I know it started out being entirely about the 27 Club and ended up being a more preachy, almost spokesperson advertisement thing. But I just want to say mental illness is a real illness. You know, depression, anxiety, stress, mental fatigue, mental abuse, all of this are real things. I know I myself have several people within my life who has struggled through these different diseases. And many of you have also, if not you yourself, have been struggling with these things. And I just want to, again, say it's okay to have this. It is perfectly okay for you to be struggling with these things, but please just find that one person that you can talk to, whether it be a friend, a coworker, a family member, a counselor or therapist, or even a complete stranger on a hotline. Please, please, please find that one person, talk to them, let them know what's going on. Don't turn to these drugs. Don't turn to this alcohol. Don't turn to these quick fixes to numb the pain or anything like that because there is somebody out there that loves you and that would be completely destroyed to hear of any bad things that have happened to you or to anybody else. So if you can only do one thing, I beg that you always listen closely.